Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we are going to be continuing our all 32 NFL team previews for the upcoming 2023 NFL season. Today is team number 28. This is the end of our tour in the AFC South with the last place Houston Texans. The Texans drafted a new quarterback in the 2023 NFL draft. There's a lot of unknowns heading into the 2023 season for this offense. So we're going to try to break it down, give you our best predictions, projections, and rankings for these Texans offensive players for the 2023 season and tell you where you should be drafting them in redraft dynasty and best ball leagues. Now, if you're new to the channel, please like and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, it really helps me out and shows me a lot of support. If you subscribe, you'll be notified when new episodes drop, like the rest of our season-long fantasy football content and all of our golf and college football content that comes out weekly. If you're listening on audio, Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you may be listening, please write interview. Again, really shows me a lot of support and helps me out a lot. We are also now partnered with Sign Up Expert. If you are interested in signing up for any new sportsbook, DFS site, or player prop site, head on over to signupexpert.com slash Mike's Pick. It'll give you the best promo codes it offers for new users on all those sites, and it'll sync to your location. And every time someone signs up off my link, it shows me some support as well. Um, So I really recommend you check that out. And lastly, all of my rankings for all 32 NFL teams are available on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. All right, enough with the introduction. Let's go ahead and get started breaking down the Houston Texans. But first, let's get a quick word from our friends at Spotify. All right, so before we can talk about this 2023 Texans offense, let's break down what they did in 2022. So in the 2022 season, the Houston Texans ranked 31st in the league in yards per game and also 31st in the league in points per game. Yeah, this was not a very successful offense. In terms of play calling, they ranked 24th in rush rate. So basically you could inverse that for their pass rate, meaning that they passed at the ninth highest rate in the league. Now, they also had the worst game script in the NFL, meaning that they were trailing more than pretty much every other team in the NFL. And so they actually logged a negative pass rate over expectation because the game script would have dictated that they passed the ball um, a lot more than they actually did. So basically the bottom line is this offense had a lot of passing volume, but not as much as it could have given how much they were trailing. They still played a little conservative and a little close to the vest with the run game. Now they... The Houston Texans will be getting a new coaching staff for the 2023 season. Lovey Smith was fired. Uh, and in comes D'Amico Ryans, the former defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. And he hired Bobby Slowick to be the new offensive coordinator. Slowick was most recently the passing game coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. So him and Ryans are familiar. I'm assuming they have kind of a shared vision of how they want this roster and this team to look out. Um, and I definitely think you can expect a little bit of um, kind of the San Fran, Mike, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel style of offense to carry over here in Houston for just a little bit for this first year. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the quarterback position. So last year, Davis Mills was the Texans' starting quarterback, and he finished 2022 as quarterback 21 overall and quarterback 25 in fantasy points per game, averaging 13.1 fantasy points per game. He had six games over 15 fantasy points, so he did show a little bit of a high ceiling. Like I said earlier, this offense had a lot of passing volume to go around, so there were plenty of opportunities for Davis Mills to drop back and sling it, and you know he had a few games where he actually did. Now, the Texans did rank 13th in pass plays per game in the league, You know, like I said earlier, they had the worst game script in the league, so that number could have been even higher. But Davis Mills will not be the quarterback for the 2023 season. C.J. Stroud was drafted by the Houston Texans with the second overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft. C.J. Stroud, in my opinion, as a Carolina Panthers fan, I was kind of hoping they were going to take C.J. Stroud number one. He appears to be a can't-miss prospect to me, and at Ohio State, he was really good for the two years he was a starter. The only red flag I would say is that there hasn't really been a quarterback from the Ryan Day system 
um, to come into the NFL and be a successful passer as an NFL quarterback. And he was also surrounded by a lot of talent at Ohio State, like Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and Marvin Harrison Jr. So he definitely isn't going to be throwing to um, that cast of characters this year in Houston. But I do think that C.J. Stroud is going to be a very good NFL quarterback. I think he's an elite prospect at the quarterback position. So the bottom line for the quarterback position for the Texans is this. C.J. Stroud can't be any worse than Davis Mills was last year, right? The offense is going to have a large passing volume, and Davis Mills was quarterback 21 last year. So I definitely expect that with this passing volume and with the talent of C.J. Stroud, he's going to at least be able to surpass Davis Mills' 2022 totals, even if he isn't as good as we expect him to be, even if he isn't you know, immediately a you know top 10 quarterback or, or whatever. If he's just okay... The passing volume in this offense is going to be enough for him to finish as a top 20 quarterback. So C.J. Stroud is my quarterback 20, or 21 for the upcoming season. Uh, I definitely think he has the upside to finish as a top 15, top 10 quarterback. But with this Texans receiving core and kind of the underperforming of their offense last year, it's hard to give him um, a whole lot more upside than that. All right, so let's go ahead and break down the running back position. So at the running back position for the Texans, rookie Damian Pierce, you know, had a strong preseason, strong training camp, got a lot of hype, and he paid off on it. He finished his running back 27 overall, but he missed the last four games of the season. So he finished his running back 20 in fantasy points per game, which was very far ahead of where he was being drafted in early fantasy drafts last year. Now to get to those totals, Pierce only needed a 64% snap share and 74% opportunity share. He was not used as a passing down back or a pass catching back at all. He was only targeted 39 times all season. So the remaining 36% snap share and 26% opportunity share was up for grabs for the rest of the running backs. Well, a lot of it went to Rex Burkhead, who was the primary passing down back, played 25% of the snaps and saw 50 total targets. So the question is, can Damian Pierce get back to those same workload numbers this year and get the same overall numbers this year. Well, let's look at how they constructed the roster at the running back position. So Rex Burkhead is no longer a Texan. So that passing down work that Burkhead got up for grabs. The Texans signed Devin Singletary from the Bills, who was not used as a pass catching back the last two years with the Bills. They used um, James Cook and Naheem Hines in that role last year. So I don't expect Devin Singletary to really feel the pass catching role. Daria Goombawale was a Texan last season, and he was not super effective when he was in the game, but he could potentially see a passing down role. So I think between Singletary and Agumba Wale, I don't see them as major threats to Damian Pierce's overall workload. In the preseason so far, Damian Pierce is pretty much being the exclusive running back to run with the ones so far in their early preseason games. So I really do think Damian Pierce is in a really good spot. And I can't see him doing any worse than he did in 2022, where he was running back 20 in fantasy points per game. Rex Burkhead is no longer taking the passing down work. And I struggle to see where Devin Singletary or uh, Dario Gumbawale will take all of that work either. So I see Damian Pierce easily getting back to his 2022 workload numbers and easily getting to his 2022 finish as well. Dave, Devin Singletary to me is a handcuff with upside. If Pierce ever gets injured, he's a guy that can carry the full load. We've seen him do it in Buffalo plenty of times. So in terms of my rankings, Damian Pierce is my running back 19. Devin Singletary is my running back 45. Now we've talked all summer kind of about how you can stack running backs in best ball. This would not be a backfield that I would stack together in best ball because to me, Singletary only has value 
if Pierce gets injured. I, I don't see Singletary filling in in the Rex Burkhead role where both of these guys can play different segments of a game and you know both hit value. I, I see this being a situation where Pierce is the guy, Singletary's the guy if the guy gets hurt. So I, I don't think I would stack these two together. In a season-long fantasy league, I think Singletary is your handcuff if you wish to do that. But Singletary could be on waivers depending on how big or you know how deep your uh, redraft league goes. So um, that's just how I feel about this backfield working together. But again, the overall ranks, Pierce is running back 19, Singletary as running back 45. Now, let's go ahead and talk about some wide receivers. So fun fact, no team in the NFL returns fewer targets from last season than the Houston Texans. Brandon Cooks, Jordan Aikens, and more, Chris Moore, in fact, all gone. So this team is just not really returning any of their receiving core from last year. And in fact, last year, the, the, they were really sporadic in how they used the wide receiver position. There were a lot of guys that came in and out of the lineup because of health reasons and because of just however the coaching staff felt about them. Their usage was consistent. The health was inconsistent for these Texans receivers last year. And it showed no Texan receiver finished in the top 40 in fantasy football last season. Now, last year, Texans receivers did give you a little bit of weekly upside. The Texans receiving core in general totaled two top 10 weekly finishes and eight total weekly top 25 finishes, with two of those top 25 finishes occurring in the same week. So you're looking at about half the season the Texans had a starting caliber wide receiver on their roster. The problem is, for the purposes of you know drafting and rostering these guys, is it wasn't the same wide receiver all season. So who's it going to be this year? Or is there going to be one this year that we can rely on? Well, Nico Collins figures to be the guy of anybody who's returning to this team. He is the returning player on the Texans with the most target from last season with 66 targets. It's not a whole lot. Now, if you're wondering why that number's so low, Nico Collins did only play 10 games. In fact, in those 10 games, Nico Collins ranked his wide receiver 49 in fantasy points per game and boasted a 19% target share in those outings. That's not too shabby. Like, it's probably better than you would have thought from Nico Collins. And in weeks 10 through 13, when he really hit his stride after he came back from his first injury before he got injured a second time, he did score over nine fantasy points in each game. So Collins, when he was a full-time member of this offense, did have a high weekly floor and was a factor for this offense week in and week out. Now, for the rest of the receivers on the roster, the Texans did bring over Robert Woods from the Tennessee Titans. Woods is, in my opinion, an elite blocking wide receiver. Like, he's going to be on the field not because of what he does as a pass catcher, because what he does is a blocker. And so when the Texans want to give the ball to Damian Pierce, they can put Robert Woods in there. They're getting a guy who can be used as a tight end slash H-back, um, you know, as a blocker. You know, not necessarily putting his hand in the dirt like a tight end or an H-back, but a guy that you can move around, use as a lead blocker, used to, you know, kind of catch the defense off guard with his blocking ability. So I think he's going to be on the field a lot. And in L.A., he was a good fantasy wide receiver. He finishes a top 20 wide receiver in fantasy points per game for five straight seasons when he was in LA Rams. So I'm not totally discrediting this addition of Robert Woods, this Texans receiving core. I think he's going to be a factor. Now, the Texans are also getting back John Mechie from leukemia treatment last year. Um, you know, John Mechie was a really good prospect coming out of Alabama, missed the entirety of last season. He is back this year. They also drafted two newcomers in the 2023 draft, Tank Dell out of Houston and Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. So Tank Dell from Houston 
was an absolute target machine. They would line him up all over the field, give him all kinds of targets, short, deep, intermediate. It did not matter. Screens, jet sweeps, they just got the ball in his hands however they could. He kind of reminds me of Justin Jefferson in that regard where you can get him the ball wherever you want to get him the ball. And he was really good at Houston, and it would not shock me if he ends up being a good NFL wide receiver. Xavier Hutchinson of Iowa State was kind of the big-bodied, possession contested catch guy at Iowa State. He was also a very good collegiate player. I think it would probably be, if I had to handicap it right now, I would have Tank Dell and then John Mechie and then Xavier Hutchinson in terms of me wanting to draft. Now, in terms of me wanting to draft these guys as a whole, let's go ahead and talk about the bottom line for the wide receiver position, which is this. Nico Collins, to me, profiles as the Texans wide receiver with the highest upside. He is the one that we have seen most recently with a real tangible, solid target share in the NFL last year, having that 19% target share over 10 games. If he gets back to that 19% and plays a full season, he can really be a solid fantasy player. Maybe he's in your redraft leagues, a bench guy or a bi-week fill-in or you know a streaming option. I think he's got legitimate upside and I think he's got a legitimate weekly floor if he's gonna continue to see that type of target share. Now, Robert Woods seems to be the surest bet to be consistently involved in the offense, in my opinion, when you look at what he's done in his career and you look at what he does in the run game for you. I think he's going to be the one that's out there on the field the most. What he does when he's out there, I can't guarantee that because he did not do much last year for Tennessee. Tank Dell and John Menchie, as well as Xavier Hutchinson, are both are all dart throws to me. Tank Dell's looked really good in the preseason, but in a 10-team redraft league, I'm not sure I'd be ready to invest in him. In best ball or in a deeper league or in a dynasty league, fire away on both of these guys. Um, but I just see them as dart throws. I, I will say this, though. I would rather take a chance on a guy like a Tank Dell or a John Mechie late in a best ball draft than on a guy like like a K.J. Osborne or a Corey Davis where their ceiling is going to be the third or fourth receiver in their offense. Tank Dell or John Mechie, they're both really talented. They're both really good college players. Both of those guys could end up being the wide receiver one in Houston this season. And so I, I would kind of rather – you know, use those guys as a late round dart throw in a deep league or a dynasty league or a best ball league. Um, but I, I don't see them as anything more than that. So in terms of actual rankings, Nico Collins is the only one that I have ranked for 2023. He is my wide receiver 53 for the 2023 season. All right, now let's go ahead and talk about tight ends and the Texans actually used the tight end quite a bit last year. Jordan Akins finished his tight end 18 overall and tight end 20 in fantasy points per game, but he did that on a very minuscule role. He only played 42% of the snaps last season, and he commanded only an 11.3% target share. They used multiple tight ends a lot. Akins just ended up being the one who ended up leading them in fantasy points. And in fact, Akins gave you big-time ceiling weeks as well, especially when he was able to find the end zone. He was a top 10 tight end in four separate weeks, including being the top scoring tight end in week 18. OJ Howard was also, you know, had a cup of coffee as a successful tight end in Houston last year. He was the second leading scoring tight end in week one with 17.8 fantasy points per game. He was a guy that everybody was rushing to the waiver wire to pick up after week one. Didn't really do a whole lot the rest of the season. That, that tight end role kind of went to Jordan Aikens after that. Now, we got to talk about the Texans' new tight end, though, because they don't have either Jordan Aikens or 
O.J. Howard on their roster this year, who they do have is Dalton Schultz, who in his last two seasons in Dallas has been a top 10 tight end in fantasy points per game in both of those seasons. He's going to be the Texans' new starting tight end, and I think he's got a really good chance to be good this year in Houston with C.J. Stroud throwing the ball. A team that you know projects to be trailing a lot with a lot of passing volume and a lot of unproven targets at the wide receiver position. Yeah, this just seems like this could be like a lot of targets and a lot of opportunities for Dalton Schultz. And so I really do like Dalton Schultz in the 2023 season. And to me, the bottom line is this. Schultz is in a territory where he can be drafted as a starter or a backup, especially depending on what your league size is. If you're in a 10-team league, you can be the last one to draft a tight end and have it be Dalton Schultz and be pretty happy with yourself at the end of the draft. I think he's at a point where whether you draft him as your tight end one or tight end two, I think he's one of the more high upside options in that kind of tier of tight end. You know, you're talking about the Pat Fryermoots and David Njoku's and Cole Komets of the world. I think Dalton Schultz probably has more upside than, than the rest of that group. And so I really do like Dalton Schultz for the 2023 season. Again, you're getting a lot of passing volume with a guy who's done it before in a core of wide receivers who have not done it before. So it just screams to me like this could be a lot of opportunity for Dalton Schultz. So Dalton Schultz is my tight end 11 for the 2023 season. All right, that does it for the Houston Texans 2023 fantasy football team preview. If you like what you saw on YouTube, please hit the like button. It shows me a lot of support. And hit the subscribe button. You'll be notified when new episodes drop. Like our last four team previews and the rest of our weekly NFL, college football, and golf content. If you're listening on audio, please rate and subs- or please rate and review. It really does help me out a lot. Show me a lot of support. I really do appreciate it. And also check out signupexpert.com slash Mike's Picks. You will get the best offers and promo codes for DFS sites, player props, and sports books that are available in your region. And all of my rankings for all 32 NFL teams are available on the Patreon if you want to check those out. Patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. All right, that's it for the Houston Texans episode. That is it for the AFC South. So we will be wrapping up this series next week with the NFC South, beginning with the somehow defending NFC South champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thank you guys for watching and listening this far. Hopefully I was able to give you guys um, some information on how and where to draft East Houston Texans for the 2023 season. Thank you guys for sticking around, and I will see you next time.